Welcome to True and Unpolished. Through this podcast, our intention is to uplift, amuse, and inspire you to create more of a life you'll love. Let's get authentic, everybody. Hey, everybody. We're back. Uh, some of you noticed that we were not here yesterday, and or yesterday, <laughs> we were not here last week. And uh, I will tell you that Mary was away doing fascinating and exciting things. And I was here in body, but mentally was not here. So we're both back in body and mind and spirit right here today. And uh, because of the nature of what we're going to talk about today, we want to share with you how we traditionally start before we begin recording Uh, Mary and I always begin each podcast with an intention, Uh, and we've shared this before, that we believe that, you know, intention belongs at the beginning, and then everything will unfold according to highest good when you do that. So if you will, you may either listen or join in with us, Um, but we take this moment to pause It is our intention to be truly helpful to Lydia and to Mary and to all of you. We do not need to worry about what to say or what to do, for we are guided. Love's will be done. And that's it. That's how we start. And I will then tell you that uh, last, it was last Sunday at Unity, uh, we had two different people stand up in, uh, in the gathering. And one of them said that, you know, they were feeling a little depressed because they had had to, they felt they needed to cancel, you know, going to this kind of family gathering, get together, um, some of which included people from out of town. And they were feeling really sad about that. They just made that decision based on the fact that they themselves were vaccinated, but this extended family uh, are not vaccinated. And this uh, with, you know, Delta variants and things like that, this person was feeling very, you know, stressed out about, you know, what were the right choices and what were the things to do right now. Uh, And then that person sat down. And the person right behind them stood up and said, well, I'm exactly the opposite. We have chosen not to vaccinate. And, um, you know, he shared a little bit more. And what was beautiful is uh, I stopped them right away and I said, wait a minute. You mean to tell me that you're in the same room sitting just right in front of and behind each other? and you disagree on this issue, and everyone laughed, and uh, the person in front who had talked about, you know, being vaccinated and being sad about his family not being, he turned around and as a joke began to pull up his mask, and everyone laughed, including the person uh, who said that they do not, you know, vaccinate, nor do they mask, and it was light, and everyone laughed, And at the end of the conversation, the two people bumped elbows and it was a time of real love. And, you know, what struck me and and I said, so then is that this is what it's going to take. 
people feel very strongly about this issue of vaccination, of masking, uh, whether you're for it or not for it, whether you're, whatever your feelings are, they're strong. And so we're in this time where it feels like we're all so divided. Um, and we're not even talking about, you know, the political stuff that we just all went through and are continuing to go through. But on this particular issue, we're just so divided. And I know that what it takes is people who have different feelings on this, who believe differently on this, we have to be able to come together and we have to see each other's humanity. And it doesn't mean that we have to agree with one another, but we certainly must respect one another. And I think that that's what's missing. Uh, it's almost like there's so much judgment that we're dehumanizing the people that disagree with us um, in our harsh judgments. So that's where I wanted to begin. How about you, Mayor? Mary told me something very interesting that I had not heard about. Do you want to share that, Mayor? Yeah, well, first of all, I had two nights ago, I had a dream. And the dream was I was flying to New York City with David. On a plane? Yeah, we were flying on a plane. Oh, darn. I love flying dreams. Okay. Well, we were, oh, okay. Flying yeah. Without <laughs> a plane. Yeah. yeah. Those, okay. I don't know if I've ever had one of those dreams, but I hear they're magical. Oh, I've only had one, but they're amazing. Okay, go ahead. So you're flying well, on a plane. This was, this is cl the closest I get to a flying dream. But <laughs> I remember it being dark and we were going to New York City. I texted David to tell him I had had that dream. And he said, well, what did we do when we got to New York? <laughs> and I, I didn't. I didn't know because because I couldn't remember. Later on that day, he texted me and said that New York City had was the first city in the United States to issue restrictions where people who are unvaccinated cannot go into indoor dining, gyms, and movie theaters and there and the list is not completely from what I understand the list is not complete but that's a starting point and it, it will likely include other indoor places that are not you know essential like I think grocery stores wouldn't be included that sort of thing right I guess I'm just kind of I don't I don't I don't know what to think but I think what you were saying before about your your story of love and, you know, showing up and seeing the humanity underneath our personal preferences or beliefs is such an essential part of what's needed right now. And, I, you know, I, I know... Um, that for myself, I have fears surrounding my own stance, my own belief. And I think that's true for everybody on either side of the argument, the fear, the fear. Well, yeah. And I'll say too, that I love how you put it, the humanity underneath beliefs and opinions, because 
you know, every person, uh, you know, I've said many times that my father was a veteran um, many times over, you know, served several tours in Vietnam. And any person that I have spoken to that has been through war um, has said something like this. They say that in order to do what must, quote unquote, must be done in a war, you you can't think of the other side as human. Like you do, you must strip away their humanity because in order to kill them and do the things mm-hmm. that you do in war, you cannot see them as human. And that to me is what's disturbing right now. What's disturbing to me right now is that I know that that's what happens in war. So if we are taking away the human in our own minds and, and, and see, it's, it's more subtle than that. So you're not going to, it's not going to be like you have a feeling that this person isn't a human. It's, it's, it's way more subtle. It's that slowly you lose sight of the person actually standing in front of you or the person that you're thinking about. And you begin to think of their thoughts and their beliefs as who they are. Well, and I think that's really easy to do in a culture that one has been isolated Mm -hmm. for the last year and a half, you know, not, not completely. And it's been less so in the last six months, but really more isolated than ever. And the, the communication and um, connections that we have are through screens, right. you know, through social media, largely uh, through platforms like Zoom and other meetup kinds of online platforms. And so it's it's really easy to dehumanize something or someone who you can't really see um, or you're seeing through a screen. Well, I have to say, when you said that, what occurred to me is that that we've been on the way to that for a really long time because of social media, because when you're looking at someone's feed, you are not looking at the totality and truth of that person. You are looking at what they happen to be willing to share, you know, and I would venture to say that you're not, you know, it's very rare that you see people like last week when I kind of lost my mind a little bit. That's how I put it. Um, you know, I certainly wasn't taking pictures and videos of it and putting it on my Facebook feed and showing you right, all you the sides of me. Stuff. Yeah. You show the things you want to share. And so I think for a long time, we've been on our way to this, on our way to not actually seeing people, but caricatures and stories of people uh so it's not a far leap that then when we went to only being able to see each other through screens and i think zoom and you know meetup are almost preferable to the social media because at least you're looking at a human being um but we were walking around even well i mean we were all walking around with masks on i mean one of the things that eckhart totally taught me in his book, A New Earth, is in the very beginning, he talks about being at a dinner party and what do people say to you, you know, to get to know you, you know, what's your name? What do you do? Where are you from? These are all 
things. Right now, the question is, have you been vaccinated? Yeah, exactly. We've just moved to a different question. You know what I mean? But all yeah. of it is that the, the ego in Are you going to be in my camp or the right. other camp? That's right. Like, where do I rank in comparison to you? That's what the ego does. Like, I need to know who you are so that I can know who I am in relation to you. Like, I get my identity by relating to you and who you are. And, you know, am I superior to you? Am I inferior to you? What, you know, where do we stand? Um, so this is just another question you know, the only thing here is that now we're talking about, you know, and I would not have said this a few months ago. I, you know, I feel like as in, I feel inspired to tell you that I am vaccinated and I am also very concerned about people's rights and liberties and their right to choose what they do with their bodies in relation to vaccines. So I, you know, I just, it, it is, it's a little scary. It kind of, you know, that we would have to show a card, you know, on its face. And then, and I've heard, you know, arguments on the other side that say it's, you know, not a big deal. Well, to me, masks aren't a big deal. And, you know, some wise person told me in the beginning, well, masks, it's not about the mask. It's that the masks are the beginning, you know, it's just the beginning. Right. Some wise person told me in the beginning all of this that because I thought masks are not invasive, <clears throat> just put on the mask, whether you think so or not, who cares, just wear the mask and not a big deal. And right. this wise person said to me, well, it's not really about the masks for them. It was about the fact that the masks was the beginning of being told what to do, you know, and being kind of, you know, having something forced upon you, you know, and then I've heard people say, okay, no shirt, no shoes, no service. You right. know, we never balked about that. Um, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's because it's new. And, you know, there are many signs to this. And honestly, I think that the most important thing is that we all need to take a breath and realize, are we dehumanizing people? Like, are we? Like in our own minds, in our own hearts, are we so angry, you know, because we feel like we're going to get sick and they're putting us in danger, our children in danger who don't get the choice to vaccine and all of this, or, you know, on the other side, are you, you know, seeing these people as robots who are following, you know, blindly, sheep following blindly this you know, edict from people who we can't trust. And, you know, we're just a bunch of sheep and blah, 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 blah. You know, I mean, do you see all of that rhetoric is, is dehumanizing other people and dehumanizing other people leads to war. That's where it goes. When people are no longer people and we disagree vehemently, vehemently, I just said that word wrong, vehemently. I'm going with that. That's what I'm going with. Um, that is when we begin to be at war and war starts first in the mind, like make no mistake, war, war doesn't begin when the first punch is thrown, when the first slur is, is thrown, when the first, um, word of anger, when the first gunshot, that's not where war starts. War starts in the mind. Yeah. Well, I think that's a really good 
sort of way to look at this. And I also know that when I have conversations with people, not through text, not through social media, but actual live conversations, you know, where you can pick up inflection and you can mm-hmm. hear their tone and everything. I feel much more connected, much more able to have compassion for the other person than when I'm just in my own head and in my own space about it. Mm -hmm. That is so true. And that's exactly right. That's why, you know, that is why I, and I truly feel like what is required now is open dialogue with one another, face-to-face dialogue with one another so that we can really, you know, it's very difficult to dehumanize another human being when we're in one-on-one conversation with them. You know, I mean, it takes a lot, um, though it happens, um, but we're much less likely to do so. And each of us need to, as always, stop looking at them, quote unquote, and start looking at us, like me. What is my part in this? You know, how do I contribute change? How do I contribute growth? How do I contribute love to this situation, to this conversation? How do I do that? How do I show up from the from my essence. Well, I was going to say that is why we started the way that we did today is by taking a breath and asking for guidance, asking for the highest good, then moving forward. And, and, and we can do that when we have to start anything new, whether it's coming home for, from a busy day at work, whether it is, you know, starting a meeting, mm-hmm. um, what, whatever, going into the grocery store, whatever new thing that we're doing, having the intention to show up with love and let go of some of the judgment that really, I, I think we all have struggled with, you know, in our own experiences, having judgment about how other people are responding, what other people are doing. But the reality is none of us have lived through a pandemic before. And, and, and also I think, you know, not only that, but I think this is a time where systems are changing, you know, the, the familiar is changing. And so, I mean, this example of, you know, New York implementing this rule mm-hmm. or restriction is, you know, a great example of, of possibility in other areas, you know, sure. doing too, but it's not just the restrictions. It's also systems that, you know, have been in existence for a le- very long time since, at least since the United States was founded, these Absolutely. systems are going to, I think are going to change. And so 
none of us have ever done this before. Yeah. And that's such a great place to start. None of us have ever done this before. Even if you can just take a breath and recognize that these people with whom you disagree, they've never done this before. You've never done this before. Nobody's ever done this before. Um, The people in charge have never done this before. You know, everybody's trying to figure things out. Uh, And it's, it's a time where what's called for is, is empathy and uh, compassion and gentleness with each other. Those judgments that you have that they, they hurt like pay attention. It hurts you. Like if you are really judging somebody, you can feel in your body, in your mind, it feels bad. It feels really bad. Well, that's funny that you said that because we start, Lydia and I started talking about this before we started recording. And as we were talking, uh, you know, I started feeling anxious and, um, irritated Mm. as Lydia and I were talking. And so I think, you know, just recognizing that is also, if, if you're highly sensitive as a human, then you you may be picking up not only on your own reaction to your own judgments, but also reactions that other people are having. And so kind of recognizing that that is happening. I think it's happening a lot because the other, other thing that is occurring is people are sort of waking up to aligning with their soul, like who they are in their essence, who Mm -hmm. they are at their core, like the part of ourselves that is going to live on after our body dies, Mm -hmm. which is going you know, is inevitable for all of us, by the way. That's right. Um, (laughs) So, you know, I think just recognizing that human part of ourselves and being gentle with that part of ourselves. And also, you know, I, I like, we've talked about rituals before, and I use a lot of rituals to help me manage my own emotions my own judgments and that sort of thing so that Mm -hmm. um so that I'm not because I because I do tend to take stuff on and my you know regularly practicing meditation and that sort of thing I think helps with being able to manage it differently than I did when I was younger which wasn't uh, which wasn't something I was always proud of the way I managed my emotions yeah yeah And for me, one of the things that I do and I've shared before is the just like me practice from Pima Chodron. And so you see someone, you're talking to someone, you notice that you are angry at them for what they believe or that you're judging them for what they believe. And you say something like, just like me, they think they know the right thing to do. Just like me, they believe what they're hearing. Just like me. You know, so the more you do that, the more you begin to, and I can honestly say that I think that my practicing that practice for so many months has led me to where I am now, which is much, much more open, Um, very, you know, I have not had judgment in a really long time about, about this situation, not really long, but months, it's been months since I've felt judgment, I've, I've really kind of turned a corner with it where I'm able to to be open to everybody 
And what I'll say too is that judgment and that, you know, hate, you cannot hate somebody enough to change their mind. You cannot judge somebody enough to change their mind. You cannot criticize somebody enough to change their mind. So your ego is tricking you into believing that you're somehow being helpful and you're not. And the person that's suffering is you. And if you really feel like some sort of change is needed or some sort of um, activism is needed, I promise you that the powerful activism doesn't come from that space. You can't be truly inspired to hear what love wants you to champion in that judgmental, hateful you know, separate, cut off from them space. Like you have to see their humanity and your oneness um, or your brother and sisterness um, in order to be a part of the change. Well, you know, you gave me a a prayer a a lot many years ago, probably like six years ago that I really use all the time. And it's something that I memorized because it was so helpful, but basically it's a healing prayer for the other person. Mm, Yes. And, And the idea with that is I can't have healing in my own experience unless I am willing for the other person that I'm angry with or hurt by or judgmental of to also have healing too. That's right. That's right. You cannot, um, you know, we, because we are so connected um, by that, which we cannot see, but we can feel and you can feel it in so many different ways. So many, I mean, one of them is by walking into a room and kind of knowing right away what's going on in that room. You can feel you're connected. You're connected to the energy. You're connected to them. Um, You know, we are connected. And so that is that, and that has to be tended to. And so if you want to be joyful, if you want to be happy, if you want to be free, you must want that for them too. And you, because of that connection, have the ability to accept it for yourself and them, but you cannot have it by yourself. You must want it for them too. And that doesn't mean your version of freedom for them. It means life's version of freedom for both of you. Life with a capital L. There is a divine intelligence and that intelligence knows what to do and knows your highest good and their highest good. And it, and so Part of it is relinquishing this rigidity around what we think is the answer, being willing to let it go. And and it doesn't mean that you won't pick it back up again, but until you're willing to let it go and willing to be wrong about it and be open about it, you're not actually going to be able, your your view will be so narrow that you you don't have the ability to actually say you know what's right because your, your view is too narrow. So this has been the beginning of this conversation. I know and that I, I just want to say, I just wanted to mention that it doesn't matter which side of the fence, that's coin, right. whatever metaphor you want to use, <laughs> doesn't matter which side you're on. That's right. And that's the point. 
you know, we've got to come together with all people. And I am fortunate enough to know people whose consciousness that I respect, know people whose consciousness that I know is, is love, who disagree with me on the course of action. And I am grateful for that because it shows me that mine might not be the only way, you know, I wonder, could you sit with that? Could we all sit with that? Are you willing to be a little wrong? Are you willing to maybe open up your mind to a different point of view? Are you willing to look at somebody's humanity versus their judgments? I know y'all are because y'all, you know, y'all are the advanced class. So, all right, everybody, this has been a deep and profound conversation from true and unpolished. Let's see what happens next.